My name is Jason Doman. I'm the youth pastor here at Alpine Church. Uh, I get to come up here every Thursday night and, and spend the night with the youth up here. Uh, and I just want to say, I say this every time I come up here, but it is such a blessing in my life. Um, you guys are just doing something different up here. The students are so uh, engaging and just on fire for, for God up here. And so uh, it's such a treat for me to come up here. So thank you to parents who are getting their students involved. Uh, thank you for all the leaders who, who take part in that. Um, I do want to say, so I, love, I love coming up here on Sundays because I, I get to meet meet some of the parents. Uh, so if I haven't had an opportunity to meet you, please come introduce yourself after the sermon, uh, especially if you have a student who goes to Fusion. I like to be able to place uh, names with, with faces and see who's connected that way. Uh, plus, I would just I would love to meet you guys. Another reason I love coming up to, to Logan, um, it's kind of like an adventure. You never know what you're going to get when you get to Sardine Canyon. Like, you just never know what it's going to be like. And so this morning was um, a little bit more exciting than other mornings. Uh, and, and I had, um, you know, I was doing the whole white knuckle thing. I was stressing all the way through the canyon. I had my kids with me. And I got here and I thought, my stress is over. Now I just have to teach God's word. And I, uh, <laughs> that's not the funny part. <laughs> so I, I, I go upstairs and I'm working with Megan. I'm looking over the slides and I'm like, these aren't the right slides. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So as a teaching team, we, you know, we all get together and we work on these sermons to uh, make them just exactly what we want them to be, and because I am broken, uh, and I thank Pastor John again for praying for us broken people, and sometimes I think God, I know God has a sense of humor, sometimes we don't think he's funny, <laughs> so uh, I, I made a mistake, and, and so um, if any of this message sounds familiar to you, um, I apologize, but hopefully I have a little bit different take on things, uh, and, and we can still hear from God through my brokenness and through um, my mistakes. And so um, we're just going to get into this. We're, we're going to be talking today about spiritual gifts. Uh, and so I want to ask you guys, what is the coolest gift you've ever received? Think about it you know, for birthday, for Christmas, but what's the coolest gift you've ever received? And now think about where is that gift now? Is it in the closet? Is it in the storage room? Is it at the dump? Right? Because we get all these cool things, all these cool gifts that we want, and then they get old. They wear out. They break. But God, he gives us a different kind of gift. God gives us something really cool. God gives us a spiritual gift, and it never gets old. It never runs out. It never breaks. And that's something that, that God gives to every one of us who have given our life to Christ. He gives us these, these spiritual gifts, and so that's what we're, we're going to look at today. And, and a couple weeks ago, we, we took um, kind of a, a big picture look at what it means to pursue God. Right, and here at Alpine Church, we like to call that going full circle. And in that circle, you know, we, we, it starts out, we start by trusting God. Right? And then that second little arrow there is we live to honor God. Okay? We, we live a life that, that, that we want it to be honoring to God. And so what that means is once you become Christian, you have a, a kind of a new direction for your life. Right? You want to please God with your life. And part of that includes being part of your, your local church, like Alpine Right? Part of that means uh, getting into the, the life and the service of the, of the church. And so that's what we're going to look at is, is how spiritual gifts offer you a way to serve in your local church. And I, I, think that, um, I think a lot of Christians miss out on a lot of the good things that God has for us 
uh, through, throughout the Christian life, and I, I, sometimes we, we think of being Christian as mainly having to do with the forgiveness of our sins and, and getting to go to heaven when we, when we pass on from this life, right? And those are both awesome. Those are both two incredible things, but they're, they're only part of the story, right? They're only part of, of what, see, we get, to, we get to be part of God's family. We get adopted into God's family. We get the Holy Spirit given to us. We get to, made, get to be made part of Jesus' church. We get to participate in the Great Commission and go out and make disciples. And God gives us these spiritual gifts in order to help us do that. And so uh, today I want you to understand how God has equipped you and how he is shaping you to, to serve your community, to serve your church, and to serve the world. Now, uh, if you are with us today and you're not a Christian, I'm so glad you are here with us. There's something for you in this message as well. I, w- I would love for you to see what, it, what kind of transformations can take place in your life when you start to allow God to make changes um, in your life. And so we're going to be camped out in, in just one passage today. Okay, We're going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. So if you have your uh, Bible or Bible app, go ahead and open to that. Now, before we, get, before we get deeper into that, I want to give you guys the, the definition of a, a spiritual gift. And you've probably seen this. Oh, what is your gift? I'm going to pass that one. So a spiritual gift. A spiritual gift is a God-given ability or God-enhanced ability that you receive to serve him and his people. Okay, so this is a, it's an ability that you have been given directly from God. And so for the rest of our, our time together today, we're going to kind of unpack what that means. And so the first thing I want to point out with your spiritual gift is that God has given you a unique gift. Okay, God has given you a, a, a unique gift. Now, we, we tend to um, stress when it comes time to buy a gift. And, and Pastor Sean, I'm going to throw him under the bus because he's not here to defend himself. Uh, but this year for Christmas, uh, he bought his beautiful wife um, a vacuum. Yeah, see, I can hear all the guys. Like, we know... We know you don't do that, right? Now, there was a little bit of saving grace to this, okay, because he bought her a Roomba, right? So she doesn't have to do any of the work. The vacuum does it all for her, so there's a little bit of saving grace. But she found out beforehand, and she told him, you are absolutely not giving me a vacuum for Christmas, right? And then she told him what, she, what he was going to get her, and so he got that as well, <laughs> as well as the vacuum, because that's what a good husband would do. So, but, but when we do that, when we start, the longer we've been in a relationship, the, the more gifts become about intent, Right about meaning. It's less about how much they cost. And, and you know, in, in the beginning of my wife and I's relationship, it was kind of like I wanted to lavish my love on her, so I wanted to buy more expensive gifts so I could show her how much I loved her. Right. But now it's it's more about the meaning behind it. And when you get a gift, when somebody knows you really well and they give you a, a very meaningful gift, it's special. Right. It, it means something. There's so much more behind it. It says something about your relationship that you have with that person. And, and the thing is, God gives us spiritual gifts in a very similar way. Right? He purposefully and lovingly gives Christians these, these unique gifts. And so we're going we're gonna to look at that uh, in, in 1 Corinthians. We're going to start chapter 12, verse 4. It says, There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. So this, this passage, it establishes that the, the spiritual gifts are given to Christians based on God's desire. Okay, he distributes these gifts to all of us based on his desire. And there's all kinds of different gifts out there that manifest themselves in all kinds of different ways, but God is behind all of them. 
Okay, God's behind all of them. So think about what that means for you if, you if you're a Christian. You've been equipped by God in a special way. Okay, and this is just another demonstration of, of God's love for us. So he equips us with this gift so that we can have a purpose in our life. Right, those gifts that God gives us gives us purpose in our life. So not only has God saved us from our sins, given us eternal life, invited us into Jesus' family, into the church, but now he also gives us this gift that we can use to serve others. That should make us feel pretty special, pretty loved by God, right? And so sometimes, you know, God will give you a spiritual gift that enhances an ability that you already have, right? So maybe you, you, have, a, you have a skill, you have a talent that you've always had, and then you get introduced to Christ, and, and God comes into your life, and he enhances that ability, right? And he puts you into a serving team where, where now you excel at, at doing something. He's made this ability, and you grow even more. And sometimes he gives us gifts that are, that are brand new, that we never imagined we could have or nobody ever thought we could have. Uh, Pastor Chris and I, we, we, we have grown up our entire lives together from, from kindergarten on. And around the time of high school, we, we kind of separated. We kind of took two different paths, right? We were both on our own kind of dark path, but different ways. And Pastor Chris, uh, I'll, I'll just say he has an amazing story. If you ever get an opportunity to hear Pastor Chris's story, uh, it's amazing. But, but he, got, he got sucked into drugs and just that, that really dark lifestyle where, where man, Satan had a hold of him and was dragging him through the dirt. And um, that, that's where he went. And the next time I saw Pastor Chris was, was years later, uh, and it was when I first had, had come to Christ, and I had first given my life to Christ. And we were at, it was at Alpine Church. It was actually at Roy High School. They were doing uh, a United Worship Night. Right? And we were kind of far back, and so I'm, I'm looking up on stage, and there's this guy up there playing guitar and singing, uh, just amazing musician. And I'm looking, and I'm like, man, it looks like Chris Duran. But there's no way. He's, no, he doesn't sing. He wouldn't be at church, right? Like, I, I was like, oh, man, that's, that looks, and, and the, the service ended, and I walked up there, and it was him, and, and it was, I was just like, man, what, what happened? And he tells me this incredible story of how God just got a hold of him, and, and now he's doing something. If you knew Chris in high school, he would never hold a guitar, all right? Like, he would never be up on stage singing in front of people, and now he's amazing. He's a gifted musician. He's a, he's a very gifted speaker, right? And so God got a hold of him and, and said, no, this is what I'm going to do with your life. This is what you are going to do for me. And so sometimes God ha gives us those gifts that, that we never would have expected, right? And, and least of all, Chris would never have expected that that's what he was going to be doing. Now, there, there's a, there's a if, as you consider what your gift is, think about what you're good at. Okay, think about what you're good at. And then examine, is there anything that you, maybe you enjoy doing more now that you have Jesus in your life? Right? Especially if you're new to, to Christianity, if you're new to faith, is there something that you enjoy doing more? That could be a great sign of what your spiritual gifting would be. Now, a couple things to understand about these gifts is that not anyone has all the gifts. Right? Not anyone has all the gifts. Like None of us get to be Captain Marvel who for whatever reason, she's the last one to join and she's the most powerful and it's so frustrating to me. All right? I'm sorry, I'm just venting for you guys. But none of us get to be Captain Marvel, right? Because that, that would be cheating, right? Nobody, nobody likes a cheater. Now, also, there, it's not like there's one certain gift that everyone has, right? And so not all of us have the gift of mercy. Not all of us have the gift of teaching. Not all of us or many, very many of us have the gift of singing, right? Nudge your, nudge your neighbor if you heard them singing during, during worship, right? We all... We all been there, so amen for that. But there, God gives us these gifts, and, and, and we don't get to choose them. Right? We don't get to choose them. God distributes them as he sees fit. Now, 
having a spiritual gift isn't necessarily a sign of maturity either. Okay, that doesn't mean that you've come so far in, in your, your walk with Christ that now you get a spiritual gift because you could be a, a gifted teacher at, but be an immature Christian. Okay, you could be a, a wonderful listener or, or, or an amazing counselor but still be quite immature in your relationship with God. So having a gift doesn't mean that you've reached maturity as a, a Christian. Now, I don't know if, if I always had a gift for teaching. I do know that I always had a gift for talking, whether I was supposed to or not. Right? You can ask any of my teachers, they would testify to that. My grandma called it the gift of gab, I think was what, what she would say. Um, but then God took that ability and, and, he, and he made me into a teacher of his word. And he, he used an ability that I already had. Now, whether or not I'm a gifted teacher, that, that's up for debate. Uh, but what I do know for sure is that very early on, in, 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 when I first started teaching, I was very immature in my relationship with God. I was very immature in my relationship with God, and so uh, that's, I, I've had to work on that, and he's been growing me in something I still continue to work on. So the point is, don't let your, your spiritual gift distract you from the areas where you need to grow in your walk with Christ. Okay? Don't let your spiritual gift distract you from the other areas where, where you need to grow. But understand this, that no matter who you are in Christ, you have been given a wonderful, God-empowered gift. Okay, no matter who you are, no matter what stage of your, the walk you're in, right, you have been given a, a, this, this amazing gift from God. It's almost like you have a superpower. Now, God defined the reason why he, he gifted us this way. It says this, this gift is given to you to pass on to others. Okay, this gift is given to you to pass on to others. As we know from Spider-Man, right, with great power comes great responsibility. Perfect. Yeah, I knew you guys would get that one. Right? So it, it, now, the say, at the same time, this is true with the gifts that God supplies us. Right? With, with power comes responsibility. God doesn't give us these things to just ignore, to just do nothing with. In, in, in chapter 12, verse 7, it says, let me skip. a spiritual gift is given to each of us so that we can help each other. Okay, so God doesn't give you a gift so that you can get a big head about it. Okay, he doesn't give you a spiritual gift so that you can go compare your gifts with others, right, and, and, and that you can, you can brag about the gift that you have. That's not why God gives us those gifts. These, are, these spiritual gifts aren't meant to be a source of pride. After all, they come from God, okay? He dispatches them to people in the church as he sees fit. So in a sense, your spiritual gift isn't really even about you, right? It's not even about you, God gives us, he gives gifts to people so that they can help others, especially those in the church. Okay, the church has all kinds of needs that need to be met, people to teach, people to lead, kids' church, people to serve behind the scenes. Seeing God, he, he gives out these gifts so that the church will have all of its roles filled. I believe that, that God gives a local church all the spiritual gifts that it needs to function through its people, right, through you guys. That's how God, that's how God makes his church run. Now, if we all had the, the same gift, the church would be kind of out of balance. Right? It'd be weird, like if we all had, I don't know, the gift of cleaning, and we all just showed up with Windex and a vacuum every day for church, right? Like Pastor John would love it, the church would be spotless. But the it would be weird, we would be missing out, right? There'd be so many needs left unmet, it would be out of balance. Now, having a spiritual gift isn't an excuse not to serve in other areas, right? So we, we, we don't get to say like, well, I have, I have the gift of healing, I can't make coffee, right? I have, the, I have the gift of mercy. I can't clean a bathroom, 
right? Although, God bless you, it takes mercy to clean a bathroom, all right? But we, we can't, God calls us to serve in all kinds of different ways, and, and it's probably a lot of times going to be outside of our gifting, because God wants to challenge us. He wants to grow us. He wants us to step out of our comfort zone. Jesus, actually, he showed us this path when he, uh, when he washed his disciples' feet, right? That's not what Jesus came to earth to do. And yet he humbled himself, he brought himself down, the lowest of low, the, 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 the worst thing that somebody could be assigned to do, wash feet. And Jesus modeled that for us, right? Because he, what he was showing us was that it's everyone's responsibility to serve one another, humbly, no matter who you are, even if you're God. That's our responsibility to use our gifts to serve one another, so be willing to, to join the clean team. Be willing to join the coffee team, even if you're an amazing worship leader. I don't want to pick on the worship leader, so that's not, you guys are great, do a phenomenal job, all right? So our, our attitudes towards gifting should be trying to figure out how to help others. Okay, so ask yourself, how can I use my gift to help others? How can I use my gifting to help the church? Now, there is a part of your gift that is all about you, okay, because there's, there's, a, there's a great reward in store for you when you use your gift, because joy comes through knowing and using your gift. Joy comes through knowing and using your gift. I, I, I know a guy, and I won't mention any names because some of you might know him, but this guy has, uh, he has a PhD, he has uh, a master's, there, there might be two master's degrees in there, I'm not, don't quote me on that, but um, he, he had, he was on a career path that would have had a lot of money involved, would have had a lot of really cool opportunities. Um, and then God came along and got a hold of him and said, no, this is what you're going to do instead. After he'd spent all this time getting these degrees and, and, and going through school. And so what did he do? Because he was obviously a good student, he went back to school and he got another doctorate and another master's in theology. And now God uses him as a pastor something he never thought he would be doing. And God brought these gifts out of him and said, this is what you're going to do with your life instead. This is how I'm going to use you. And you know what? He's so much happier than he was going down that other trail. So much happier than he was. In a similar way, when you serve where God has gifted you, you're going to be a lot happier. Because there's something just inherently satisfying when you're doing something you're good at, right? None of us like to do things that we're not good at. None of us like that. When you get to do something that you're, you're good at, it, 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 there's, there's such a great reward that comes along with that. So let's, let's take a look here. A little bit later, starting in verse 8, Paul starts talking about some of the spiritual gifts that there are. So he says, To one person the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another, and someone else, the one Spirit, gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from God or whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all of these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. So Paul starts to, to list some of the, the gifts and how they were used in the church. Now this list that he gives us here is definitely not an exhaustive list. I think he's trying to just give us some of the examples of, of, of what would have been found in the church back then. And there's lots of other gifts listed in the Bible. 
Okay, and I'm sure there's even some that, that, that aren't listed, but these are, I think these are listed gifts uh, because they're probably the, the cause of most confusion and most deb- debate among the church in, in Corinth. Okay, so Paul's trying to, trying to help them understand what's going on. And some of these, uh, they involve some of the more miraculous-looking gifts, right? And so Paul's trying to help them sort through that. So he talks about wisdom and insight, right? And this just refers to, to bringing spiritual insight when it's, when it's most needed. He talks about faith, can you imagine having a spiritual gift of faith? How amazing your faith must be for that to be your spiritual gift. It talks about this faith is, is the faith that's needed to see God do great things and the faith that's needed to trust in God even when he doesn't do what you want him to do. Right? That takes amazing amounts of faith. He talks about healing, uh, just, which is supernatural cures for, for physical problems. He talks about miracles, the just more obviously supernatural things that we, we get to read about the apostles doing. He talks about prophecy. Typically what that was, was was looking in God's word and then using that to explain the, the events, the things that were happening uh, around the world. And he talks about discernment, being able to tell if something is from God or not. He talks about tongues and their interpretation. These were spe- special messages from God that needed to be interpreted by the church. Now, like I said, these are some of the more miraculous looking gifts, and so the struggle that we have is not to get distracted by those, because there's so many other gifts in the church that are equally as important and, so many, and, and, and far more frequent in the church, right? We have a gift for, uh, of serving, leading and taking care of the needs of the church, right? Especially the things that go on behind the scenes, okay? We have gifts of uh, evangelism, sharing the good news of Jesus Christ and equipping others to do the same thing. We have gifts of administration, Right, helping to, to keep the work of the church orderly and, and neat. And praise God for, for those people who are administrative because I am not and I need that help in my life. Uh, gifts of hospitality, right? just opening your home and your life to others. Mercy, showing compassion on others, helping, giving aid to those in need. All of these are, are, are equally supernatural, Holy Spirit-given abilities that the church desperately needs and that every one of you might have. So how do you, how do you figure out your gifts? Right, because there's not like a Facebook quiz that you can take, like which, which, which Avenger are you, right? Or how sassy are you, right? Everybody's taking the sassy quiz, right? We all know how, how sassy everybody is, right? There's not a Facebook quiz. We can do that to see what, what our, our, our spiritual gifting is, but there are some things that can help you figure it out, and the first one is to pray. The first one is, is to pray, to, to ask God to show you what your spiritual gift is. Ask God to make that known in your life. Right, God, help me to know what you're calling me to do. Help me to know where I can serve you. And then there's some questions you can ask yourself, like what do you enjoy doing? What do you enjoy doing? Right, or what do other people say you do well? Or what are some ways, that, that, what, are, what are some things that you do that bless other people? And then lastly, try it out. Right? You don't have to know the name of your gift. You don't have to have it all figured out and written down on paper to just get out there and do it. Right? Just step out in faith, start serving, and let God work in your life. Let God use you. The point of having these gifts is to motivate us to serve. So are you serving? Ask the question, are you serving and there's there's so many different pathways to serving you can serve on Sunday you can serve on one of the ministries that we have throughout the week you can serve on our out, our outreaches to the community there's so many places to get plugged in 
and serve. But remember these gifts are, are yours as a follower of Jesus Christ. So first and, and foremost, you should make sure that you're following Christ. Maybe some of you in here aren't, aren't there yet. Maybe some of you here are just, just checking church out, seeing what Jesus is all about, right? And so maybe you're wondering, well, why would, why would I do that? Why would I follow Jesus? The reason we follow Jesus is because of what he did for us, right? Because he left his kingdom. He left his, his glory and his power and came down to live a, a mortal life right? as, a, as a poor carpenter, and he lived this perfect, sinless life, something that none of us could ever do, no matter how hard we tried. And then knowing what was coming, knowing what he was heading for, he still allowed himself to be captured and mistried and spit on and mocked and beaten and tortured and then ultimately hung on a cross to pay the price for our sins. Right? The penalty, the, the thing that we deserve, the price we should have paid he did that for us because he loves us. So that's why we should follow Jesus. That's why we should be willing to give our lives over to Jesus because of what he did for us. I have a, uh, just a, a short video, um, some people talking about their experience serving and what that has meant in their life. Um, we'll just go ahead and watch that real quick. That's a Brigham City campus. I can tell you that your guys' coffee is better, so good job. <laughs> good job, coffee team. You know, I want to leave you guys with this, this thought, just kind of another way to look at this, and it's, it's that you're going to be serving in heaven. So why not start serving now? Okay, you're going to be serving in heaven. Heaven is, is about worship in the service of God the Father. And I know it's so tempting sometimes for us to, to think we know what God wants us to do. Right, to think we know what our, what our spiritual gifts are. What, I'd say, what I would say to that is this. Maybe you do know, right? Maybe you're right. But when you get out there and you start serving, you get involved in a serving team, something happens, the doors open, and, and all of a sudden you give those people the ability to speak into your life. And people start sharing with you and saying things like, I love the way you do this. Or I love how you, how you did that. Right? And then God starts to, to really make your spiritual gifts known to you and then starts to build those up and you start to thrive in what you're doing. And just like, just like this guy, I know whose name I won't mention, right? you start to feel appreciated. You start to feel even more included in God's family. You start to feel like you're contributing to making disciples to the great commission that God has called us to do. So I just want to encourage you, just get out there and serve. Pray first. Pray, pray for God to make that known to what your spiritual gift is. But if you're still not sure, man, just get plugged in somewhere. Start serving. Let, let the people around you help you figure out what your spiritual gift is. Let the people around you help build you up and, and make you feel loved and included in God's family. There's nothing greater than, than serving alongside God's people. So since we're going to be serving in heaven, we might as well start living our life like that now. Would you pray with me? God, you're such uh, an amazing, gracious God, and we are so, um, God, just blessed. Um, God, I thank you for the, 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 the things you're doing in our life, God, the way you're working in our life. Now, God, I pray for anybody right now who's questioning, what, what is my spiritual gift? Where should I be serving? What should I be doing at church? God, I pray that you, that you move in their life, God, that you would make those things known to them. God, I pray that you would start getting people who, who just never even had a thought of serving, God, who, who never even... Um, thought about what they could be doing at church. God, I pray that you would, you would lift them up, God, that you would start to get them plugged in. 
God, that you would start to, to make yourself just a bigger part of their life. God, I thank you for the opportunities you, you, you bless us with, God. I thank you for um, being a loving and forgiving God. I pray for being a God who has a sense of humor. <laughs> and God, I'm just so grateful for um, just all you do for us, God. So I pray that you, you, you take this, this, this message, God. I pray that you, um, that you use these spiritual gifts to grow your kingdom, God, to use us to make disciples, God, to use us to bring people into your fold, God. So thank you for your love and for all you do for us in your name. Amen.